Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You can watch us simulcast on Stadium 32.3, 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111. If you would like to get in, the first hour is the time to do it. We're going to be talking Astros with our friend Patrick at 10:15. Not a good week for the Astros, so plenty to bellyache and moan and groan and gripe about. Uh, and then pro- what will probably be our final like Kentucky Derby road prep uh conversation with Mr. Tom until Kentucky Derby week which will be actually previewing the actual race and uh by the Thursday of Kentucky Derby week we'll know um you know pole positions if I, unless I'm wrong here that normally happens on Wednesday uh and so by then we'll know pole positions and and uh, get final predictions and all that. That'll be, you know, the first week of May. And by that time, the NFL draft will be over. Two things were supposed to help in my plan. Two things were supposed to help. One, the Astros. Eh, that hasn't happened. They've been getting their face crushed every game. Nothing but face crushings. That's not helping get my mind off the NFL draft. And then our good friend Luke was supposed to help. So what does Luke do? He comes on the show yesterday. It was a calm conversation. He made rational points, I guess. Not really all agreeing with what I believe, but rational points. We had a nice, pleasant conversation, and then he comes out with a mock draft and picks that says the Saints are going to pick Bobby Scott in the first round. I don't want Bobby Scott in the first round. I had Bobby Scott 40 years ago. That didn't work out. What do I want Bobby Scott for in the first round? And for those of you who are saying, who in the world are you talking about? Well, if you were listening yesterday, our, our good friend Jules, who's just a treasure at times, I mean, he amazes me how negative he is for someone like me who's so glass half full. But uh, it, it amazes me how negative he is sometimes, over the top negative, but he is hilarious to me. And he made the comment yesterday, he called Kenny Pickett, who, by the way, you know, again, you know me, I don't want to. None of these guys are first-round quarterbacks in my mind. I don't want a quarterback. I'd rather pick a kicker than a quarterback in the first round. Um, especially picking, you know, outside of the top ten. Um, but if all, of all of them, Kenny Pickett intrigues me the most, don't get me wrong. But 
of all the second and third round quarterbacks that people are going to take in the first round, Kenny Pickett would be the one that I would probably take if I had to take one, you know, with a gun to my head kind of stuff. But but Jules called him Kenny Pickett, Bobby Scott. So that's just too good. I mean, that's like a jewel, a treasure. Like you cannot pass that up. So the second he said it, I mean, that's just the way it is. Kenny Pickett's nickname from now on is Bobby Scott. And and if you're old like, I mean, I don't know why, but Bobby Scott has always cracked me up. This short, chubby little backup quarterback. He was Archie Manning, short, chubby backup quarterback in the 70s when I was a kid. Bobby Scott. He had this big round face. Kind of, I'm not saying he was like, Glenn Campbell, but he kind of had that Glenn Campbell round big cheek face with the 70s hairdo. <laughs> Just hilarious. And who knows, his hands, as short as he as short looking as he looked, his hands probably about the size as Kenny Pickett. So Bobby Scott, that's who Luke wants the Saints to pick in the first round. Or what he's suggesting that they do. See, I, 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 I think Luke, like I, and look, I've already said Luke's smarter than me. He's, he's calm. He tries to be rational. He try, but, 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 but the bottom line is the man's a QW. We went back and forth on, on, on texting back and forth after I saw that he, he predicted that the Saints picked Bobby Scott in the first round. Bobby Scott. That is unbelievable to me. But anyway, and basically what the, in my mind, what the conclusion is, and he said it, essentially said it yesterday when he was on the air, is quarterbacks are so important that you just sometimes have to roll the dice on them and hope that you get one. In other words, where I am is, the, my, my philosophy on quarterbacks is if you are really bad and there is a highly graded quarterback and, and you're picking in the top five or six of the draft, then pick one. Like, I, I'm, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't criticize the Arnolds for drafting Bobby Scott or Malik Willis at six. I wouldn't want to do it. I don't think they're going to do it, and I don't think it's going to work out if they do. But I would un- they're at a point in their franchise where they got to do something. So I-, I get it. I got no issues with that. I'm talking theoretically. I wouldn't do it, but I got zero issues with a, with a team who has had a bunch of losing seasons in a row, who seems to be running in place, and they're picking top four or five in the draft, and six, whatever, you know, that high up in the draft, and, they, and they're kind of starting over. I got no problem with that. That's when you do pick a quarterback. But like I've said over and over again, if you're the Saints or the Steelers or the Eagles and you've already been in the playoffs and you could you were in the playoffs last year or – in the Saints' case, you had the most injured season in the history of the franchise and arguably the most injured season in the history of the NFL. And you were still like one f- crazy play away from being in the playoffs. 
then why throw caution into the wind and, and throw out all sound logic and just throw caution to the wind and just, oh, let's just pick a quarterback and hope he's good, even though 75% of them are not good. Let's just hope he's good. Now, if you're the Arno- if you're the, the Jets, which they did last year, or the Arnolds right now, then or the Lions, you might be willing. Even the Lions, I don't think, are willing to do that. That's in a then you're in a position to just throw caution at oh, let's just hope we we you know we're one of the few two and ten teams that hit on a quarterback in the first round. Let's just hope. Let's just throw caution into the wind. Pick one of these third-round grade quarterbacks in the first round, and let's just hope he turns out to be Russell Wilson. Let's just hope. The problem is Russell Wilson was picked in the third round. That's when you that's when you're supposed to pick quarterbacks that are not highly rated. And Russell Wilson, they just missed on. Bobby Scott, they didn't miss on Bobby Scott. Whereas me, I'm like, the Saints are pretty good. How about we help this team win? All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Good morning, Mr. Foot. Try to relax, Kevin. Try oh, relax. they're killing me. They're killing me. Great to that's hear your okay, voice relax. again. Uh, Kevin, what I want to ask you, uh, I mean, that's your choice and that's your business, but um, you give team different names and what have you, and I'm, I'm not understanding the legitimacy of it, but that's on you. That's your show. You do whatever you want to do it. But anyway, uh, just digressing a little bit. Um, the Boston Celtics, you kind of give them a reputation as being the most ugliest team in NBA history. Do you still stick to that fact? Oh, the Celtics in the 70s and 80s, I don't know how you could get uglier than that. How you get uglier than that? Well, no. I, the point is, though, I, I don't characterize people in that particular way, but I'm just saying that jokingly, you said that as far as you are concerned, cosmetically, they were the ugliest team in the NBA, correct? Yeah. Back in the seven. Now, I'm not saying this year's team is. In fact, no. I, but go ahead, sir. Yeah, no, I don't. No, I'm not saying you. this current team I, is. No, I understand that we're, we're just making light of the situation. Yeah, but the point is, though, I think to be honest with you, ugly is in the eyes of a beholder, of course. But when you say that, it's all tongue in cheek. Have a good day, Kevin. All right, thanks. In, in fact, it's a great. Well, co- of course, I'm saying it as a as a Laker fan. I mean, again, you know. First of all, they are ugly, but I'm just saying that because I'm a Laker fan. And, yeah, there's tongue-in-cheek involved in that. It's just having fun with a team I don't like. But you know what? He brought up a great irony. Like, really, it's very ironic right now that I hate the cheaters, the 49ers. The way the 49ers play football right now, I love. And if I didn't hate the cheaters, so I really like the way they play football right now. I really, I would like them. I like if the Saints were were the cheaters, I would really like the way they play. I like the way they play football right now, and even the Celtics. As much as I hate them too, uh, and have hated them my whole life, uh, the way they play basketball right now, it's hard. <laughs> that's, that's how I like doing it. Defense. No, they. There's a lot to like about those two teams right now. I just have hated them my whole life. I've hated the Celtics. I was hating the sec- Celtics 10 years before I hated the Cheaters. So it goes back further. It just doesn't, I don't know. I, I hated both of them from, you know, the 
vast majority of my life. So it's um, it's hard to change. But, no, actually, the irony of it is I love the way they both play fo- football and basketball right now. All right, one more uh, call, and then we get to our first timeout. Hello. Kevin. Howdy, sir. Y'all call that man Scott Pickett. Y'all wrong for that, man. Bobby Scott. That's cool. Yeah, y'all wrong for that. Y'all calling that man Bobby Scott. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Jews always come in with some stuff. <laughs> Bobby Scott. Bobby Lizzie. Scott. Y'all think Bobby Scott. Luke wants us to pick Bobby Scott in the first round. Now, look, 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 Kevin. See, irony, you're talking about irony, but you just brought up the Cheetahs, your favorite team. But I love to have Debo Samuel. He want to get traded. Well, again, someone called me yesterday well, and said, nice, huh? someone said, you want Debo for two first-rounders? I said, no. I said, I love him for one first-rounder, but I ain't giving up two first-rounders. For first one, rounders. yeah, for yeah. one. For one, yeah. yeah. Now, you know, like, I, the thing with Jarvis Landry um, being interested in signing with the Saints and stuff, that would be like getting a first-round receiver and stuff, so we could use that pick on a llama, don't you think? Or, or another safety, maybe, huh? I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to sign Jarvis Landry. I don't know that Jarvis Landry so? is a first-round receiver. I think Debo's a first-round receiver. I would love to have Jarvis now, Landry, what, what, but I ain't what, giving what up I mean, no first-round pick for Jarvis Landry. What do you think your team is first year compared to what a rookie might do? Right. No, I'm good you know with that. I'm yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to what a rookie would do, oh, you have to hold his hand the whole training camp. This guy's ready to play. He's a seasoned vet. He know what to do. Come in and learn the offense or whatever. He ain't really got to. Go through the motions. No, I'm, I'm good. With, like I'm good if they round, do right? that. But they, but again, they'd have to do it before the draft, and I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. That's what I say too, because it's it taking kind of long to make a move. It seems like right now, really, nobody making no any, any kind of headlines, no moves right now. These players want to be traded here and there or whatever. But you know, I mean, I don't know what's going on. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at them like people want to get traded. I'm like, I'm going to show you the quarterbacks. Either, either something going on with him and or whatever. Or with the quarterback, These people want these too much money. So you're like, man, I'm out of here, man. The this market is, is yeah, the, and I don't know whoever, Jimmy G, whoever. Something bad, man. I think it's deeper than that. Something doesn't make sense. I, he, he's acting like somebody did something that really offended him. I, I don't, you know, I don't know. It's just, it, it's bizarre. I, I, I can't, I don't know. It, It is kind of bizarre to, to me. And, and I do agree with you. I like the way the Celtics play ball. Play defense, even though I'm pulling for Brooklyn to beat them bums, but they're playing better defense, man. Brooklyn had them beat last night the whole game, and then Boston just turned it on on them. Uh, just turned it, it on. Yes. Uh, it's hard to argue you with know, the way they play defense. You know, playing lockdown defense and everything, and all of a sudden, that was it. You know, I'm like, man, it was all in Durant's face, blocking his shots and stuff. So, I'm like, ooh, man, they turned it on on defense. And they're, you got to admit. It's not really, you know, they got three good players, really, too. But Marcus Smart is really good, too, and he can play good defense. But, and, man, they collectively as a team, oh, they play some good defense, man, but they're still ugly, though. They oh. got some ugly guys. Brown, no, and I was, smart, no but they're not as ugly as – they're not as ugly as Bird. They're not as ugly as McHale and Bird and Parrish and, and – Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, Jerry uh, Seastein and all that. Much more ugliness right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right, so we'll talk all to you right. later. <laughs> Cat wants to pick Bobby Scott in the first round. And y'all want me to be good with that. Bobby Scott in the first round. Oh, oh man. Everybody keeps saying, well, would you just leave that alone when these people can't 
coming in. It's like they keep throwing eggs in my face. Big Bobby Scott eggs. Whoever thought you were I, I, at this age and as fat as I am, people going to be throwing Bobby Scott eggs in my face. And y'all want me to just forget about it and ignore it. That's what y'all say. Just move on. Well, stop throwing them. Bobby Scott eggs in my face. Bobby Scott in the first round. Not the first round. Not the fifth. I wouldn't pick Bobby Scott in the seventh. <sighs> They're killing me. Astros and, and Luke were supposed to save me. Instead, they've making it worse. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back. On the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. It's not uncommon here on Footnotes for Kevin Foote's voice and his blood pressure to rise rapidly during the show. The fat guys like you and me need to be watching Mop Up Time just like the stars do. Sometimes it rises a little too high. That is stupid. Stupid. Not to worry, we have EMT standing by just in case Foot passes out. Back to more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to the game. Kevin Foote on Footnotes, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Want to remind you about Astro Weekend Getaway. Hopefully, Icky will get a hit by then. Astros play the Rangers May the 21st. You can register at the game clubhouse, 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. You could win four tickets to the game, a ballpark tour, hotel accommodations for that Saturday. Uh, all brought to you, Astro Weekend Getaway, brought to you by Butcher Air Conditioning, La Meridian, Houston Downtown, and the game, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Some lot, there's a lot of interesting things going on in the NBA, but again, it's so hard for me to even fully appreciate some of the interesting things um, storylines going on in the NBA, although we'll try to get to it. Um, but, but, but when when people just keep bombarding me, I mean, just bombarding me with this stuff. Pelicans play again for those of us who don't have cocks. It's great because uh, the the playoffs are here. Pelicans are playing on ESPN, so uh, eight thirty tomorrow night. Get a chance to see Suns Pelicans game three, of course. There'll be five more NBA playoff games played between now and then. And uh look, you know, was things were looking a little too easy for the Suns. Now it looks a little more complicated. Things were looking a little too easy for the Bucks in a medicine season. Now it's getting a little complicated. Could it be that neither one makes the finals? We'll see. We'll see. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Once again, the game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111 if you would like to get in and tell me if you think the Saints ought to pick Bobby Scott in the first round or not. Hello. Kevin. Yes, sir. Listen, I, I felt so bad yesterday when I was 
hanging up after I listened to you. I felt like I was abandoned. You know? uh, so I'm driving to Baton Rouge right now, so I said, well, you know, I don't have to turn off my radio and phone just yet. Let me see what Kevin's up to. And of course, uh, uh, you know, listen, yesterday when Jules said, quote, Jules is a treasure. For yes. sure. Yes. He's hilarious. But yesterday when he said Bobby Scott, I nearly wrecked my truck, man. I, I, I couldn't believe that he pulled, that he pulled out Bobby Scott. Isn't that the funniest thing ever? Kevin, if you know if you know who Bobby Scott is, it is the funniest thing. And you know, he's got, he does have that little round face. You know, he reminds me of Matthew Stafford. Not, not, I mean, I don't mean talent-wise, but Stafford's got that round face. You know, he always... When they show him, looks like he fills up his helmet, his face is full in his helmet. But he—if he, you know who Bobby Scott is, that—that is, that is the funniest now, thing I ever. I, I don't think the man is going to be as bad. As, <laughs> <laughs> but he can't—he can't be that bad. But listen, it's a—it's a beautiful analogy, just based upon the fact that he was talking to you, and he knows. Just that shows how well Jules knows. The same scenario, how you feel about everything, it just is a perfect spot-on thing. You know, uh, it, it, it was it was priceless, man. Bobby Scott. It, and you just jumped on and said, that's it. That's his name. From oh, here yeah. So, so, listen, if he becomes a Hall of Famer in 20 years, hopefully you're still on the radio and you'll say, Bobby Scott is getting into the Hall of Fame. They putting Bobby <laughs> Scott in Canton, Cat. I mean, that, yeah, uh, unbelievable. Kevin, Kevin, that that is priceless, man. Okay, listen. I, I, I saw a mock today. Uh, this is on NFL uh, this morning, you know, NFL Network, Good Morning Football. They were just messing around. They had Bobby Scott at number two and Malik Willis at number six going to, uh, you know, Detroit and and uh, the, the, the Arnolds. But, uh, you know, the thing that's so amazing, Kel, I keep on listening, you know, keep on listening, of course, and they, 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 they say all the time, every one of them says, no, I don't think these guys are really, you know, top ten guys, but, and then they go into the but, and then why they think somebody's going to pick them, or why they think the Saints, you know, at 16, Kevin, they all think, that you must need a psychiatrist if you don't think at 16 you should get a quarterback. Well, but again, that's, that's where they're 16. stupid. That man, <coughs> Mady, that's where they make no sense because once you get to that era, that's when you absolutely exactly. should not pick a quarterback. Do not pick a quarterback. They've got absolutely. it all backwards. Outside of the top 10, if a guy can't be in the top 10, top 5 in my opinion, then he's not ready to be in NFL quarterback. He might, he might be a quarterback in three years. I don't know. You know, I can't yeah. say that he's not exactly. But we know for sure he's not walking on the field and playing this year. Kevin, they, don't they understand how close we are? We are just those three guys in the top fifty could do it. I mean, the NFC yes. Kevin is not good. I, I, I don't, I don't. It's unbelievable. So wrong. Yes. Anyway, I appreciate you calling, Manny, and at least uh, 
At least you understand right, how okay, unbelievable of a comment that was by Jules. I'm going to call you back Monday. All, All right. right Again, I, I, look, if you pick a quarterback at 16, what that means is you're picking a second or third. You're guaranteeing yourself. You're picking a second or third round talent in the middle of the first round just because he's a quarterback, because everyone's a QW and you got to have a quarterback. That's what you're doing. You're picking a second or third round talent. Now, if you're stupid like the Cleveland Browns, when you pick Baker Mayfield number one, you were picking a third round talent in the first round just because he's a quarterback. But no, you, you pick a first round talent in the first round. From a different position, that's what you do. Now, if you're bad, you pick you you pick a guy in the top five or six picks in the first round because you're. It's okay if you gamble. It's okay if you gamble. If you're a millionaire, why would you gamble? You're already a millionaire. If you broke, then you gamble because you're trying to hit it rich. Picking a quarterback in the first round is like a lottery. You, you pretty much you ain't hitting. But if but if you're two and fourteen or fifty, who cares if you hit? You gotta go for it. But if you're good already, you don't need to do that. I, I just. I don't want to. This is so. This is two plus two equals four to me. But all these people are coming up. Two plus two equals six hundred and twenty-seven. They want to pick Bobby Scott in the first round. They're killing me. I mean, seven more days of this. Seven. Seven more days of this. Would they please stop? Can't take seven more days of this. I don't know how I've gotten this for. Killing me. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll be back. Please help. On the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. How much does Foot despise the San Francisco 49ers? Well, you be the judge. I love turning 50 because I was no longer a 49. Back to footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Want to remind you about Cajun Comic Relief. It is Saturday at Angel Hall on the UL campus. The comedy event proceeds benefit. Cajun Navy Ground Force will feature such comedians and entertainers as Sam Joe Bear, Steve Shaw, and the Raging Cajun John Morgan. Jeff Horshack, KDN News Anchor, and our own Raymond Parch III, RP3, will serve as co-MCs for the event. Tickets cost $30, and they can be purchased at eventbrite.com. All they need to do is go on stage and say Bobby Scott. 
And anybody, any Saints fan my age or older will just start dying laughing. Bobby Scott is the funniest guy. Have you have you pulled him up, Hannah, to look at his little face yet? His little round face, Bobby Scott. <laughs> Oh, all these people want me to pick Bobby Scott in the first round. Bobby Scott. This is the funniest thing ever. This is funny. Like, really funny. All right. The game hotline is 706-0111. If you would like to get in, this is the best time to do it. We're going to do a lot of interviews in the second in the second hour, trying to get my mind off of the concept of picking Bobby Scott in the first round. NBA, again, I, I kind of quickly alluded to it. <clears throat> Chris Middleton hurt. Don't know how long he's going to be out, but it's like the first sign that, you know what, the Bucks may not be back in the finals. I don't think they're going to be back in the finals. Never did thought, you know, since they won the title last year. But, you know, it's they've kind of cruising along all year long, and now it's, uh-oh, Lost a game at home and got their second best player hurt. Um, Memphis and Minnesota. I kind of think Memphis, like most people, are going to take control of this series, but we'll see. Just because you have a great game two after blowing game one at home, that doesn't mean that you're in control of the series. Now, we already know Utah. We've already discussed it this week. Utah, they botched their opportunity. And we already know that Denver's not real good, and so that series is over. At least that's kind of what 99% of us think. So the two of the three games tonight is kind of kind of on the NBA schedule. Not good. Miami and Atlanta, you know, I don't know that anybody – it wouldn't shock me if Atlanta won tonight at home. Wouldn't shock me. But I don't know that anybody really thinks Atlanta's going to win the series. Now, again, tomorrow, game three in Milwaukee at Chicago, very interesting series suddenly. Suns at Pels tomorrow at 8.30. Very interesting series suddenly. Very interesting. So there's some real, um, some of these series, I and mean, again, it's the first round. So some of these series probably aren't going to be real good. But, man, that was, uh, got, I would say of these next, of these three games on the schedule tonight and tomorrow, I, I would think two of them. I would think three of them have a chance to be good. It would not surprise me if the Memphis at Minnesota game's a good game. That wouldn't shock me. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Foot. Yes, sir. Got a qu- I got two questions for you. Okay. The first one is, your Astros revealed them new uniforms last night. Off. And you got one hit. Off. One hit. Otani had more hits than you had hits altogether. I, I don't like him. I, I don't like dealing all this silliness. That's a marketing ploy. And I don't know if you heard, but they actually sold more uniforms. They tripled the uniform sale of any of these Connect City, they call our City Connect uniforms, that, that they came up with. It, it, it broke the all-time record for Astros merchandise purchase 
And the, the all-time record was opening day, the year after they won the World Series. It broke that record. So financially, it's been a boom for them. I don't understand it. I don't think they look that good. And um, they're going to be wearing these things every Monday home game for the rest of the season. The problem is baseball players are so superstitious. If they if they lose the first two or three games and keep playing as bad as they did yesterday, they're going to have a revolt on their hands. If they can't hit with them on, what, what good does it do for you? I agree. Well, they make a lot of money for the organization. But, yeah, I'm with you. Yes. My second question is, would you rather pick Bobby Scott in the first round or lose Altuve to a hamstring all year long? I'd rather lose Altuve to a hamstring all year long just because <laughs> – <laughs> you know, I, I think Altuve's a really good player, and, and he is going to get hot eventually. But, I, you know, I think Diaz and Goodrum, you can kind of muddle along that way. But Bobby Scott in the first round, I mean, there's just – the only thing the only thing that's worse than picking Bobby Scott in the first round would be trading up to pick Bobby Scott in the first round. It would be the only thing worse ever. I mean, if all this – All right, thank you for the call. If they – I appreciate it. No, if – it would be the dumbest – trading up for, for Bobby Scott or any other quarterback, trading up would be the dumbest thing this franchise has done since Ditka. I mean, it, it would be Ditka-like. Ditka-like. It'd be that bad. Now, if they pick one at 16, I don't know if I'd go all the way to Ditka – it would be really bad. But trading up to pick Bobby Scott or one of these other uh second or third round quarterbacks in the top ten would be would be the it would be dumber than trading your whole draft for Ricky Williams. It would be worse than that. Worse than trading your whole draft for Ricky Williams. Way worse. It would be really stupid. <sighs> Please don't do it. Now, as far as last night, look, it, it, was, it was terrible. The I don't know what's going on with these first base umpires, but it's got to change. And we'll talk about it next hour with Patrick. They struck Rendon out, third batter of the game. They should Oda Rizzi did not pitch well, although he was he really wasn't as wild as it seemed. He was missing by not a lot at all. I mean, he was just barely missing on almost all these pitches. But he struck Rendon out. They would have scored one run if the umpire gets the call right. Now, you got to react better than that. and You got to respond to a bad call better than that. There's no arguing that. But, but really, he should have given up one run last night. If the umpire, I mean, this business of the ball goes way past the, the bat goes way past the plate. They're going palms down. It's way too much of that. What is going on? Way too often the guy really swings and they're doing palms down. Is it just a rash of them not paying attention so they're taking the, the safe way out? I mean, if you're not paying attention, you're palms down. I get that. But, man, these guys, the, the bat's going way past the plate. These cats are, are palms down in them. I don't get that. That needs to change. Too much of that. And, you know, again, the Astros right now aren't hitting at all. I mean, they, 
They're not hitting at all. And, that, you know, they're not the only team not hitting. But um, it is, um, you know, it's a process. Are we? To, I don't know if we're the opening day yet. If we're, if we're the opening day, we just got to opening day in terms of where they are, where spring training should have been and all that. So it's, you know, I mean, am I worried? No, not long term, but it's not fun right now. Not fun. And no, yeah, those uniforms, they got to go. I mean, the announcers are raving about them, but they got to go. Not, Pawball, not good. Got to change. Hopefully it does. But if they're going to wear these things every Monday home game, they better start winning some games with them. They better start winning some games with them because that, that, that is not a good scenario. But no, again, it was bad. But he, it was better th- in my mind. He wasn't that far off, and if the umpire makes the right call, he'd have given up one run last night. You know, it looks really bad. But they didn't really hit that many balls hard. And he wasn't that wild. He just kept missing, barely missing. And, he, and really, he threw at least two strikes that were called balls, and he struck out Rendon on a ball just out the zone that he really swung on. So if the umpires get those calls right, it, it, it could have been a very different game. But the bottom line is right now they're just they're not hitting. Got to hit better than that. They're not hitting. I don't. It don't. It it doesn't take a great pitcher right now to get the Astros out. They other than one other than two games this season against the Angels, they haven't hit at all, at all. Other than in two games, the only time they've hit all season. It's early. Is he going to hit 080 or whatever he's hitting all season? Of course he's not. But um, but it's it's ugly right now at the plate. The only one consistently competing at the plate right now is Jeremy Payne. I just hope that doesn't go in the other direction once the veterans start hitting, but we'll see how how that plays out. Seven more days. Seven more days. Uh, the, you know, the, again, the Jarvis Landry thing, I I don't think they're going to sign him before. Again, I, um, I guess it's a good sign that they're even interviewing people like Jarvis Landry and Tyron Matthew. Just because they're at least, you know, they're at least setting the stage or putting themselves in position to maybe sign them. But again, it all depends on what money you can sign him for. I don't want that guy for anywhere near fifteen or twenty million a year. No, no. So it's a it's a tricky deal right now. But let's just hope it's not so tricky. <laughs> Uh, I, let's just hope it's not so tricky that they do something stupid, like pick a quarterback in the middle of the first round. It's just, that would be insanity. All right, let's take a timeout, come back, finish out the first hour as I try to somehow stay sane in the middle of all of this 
insanity. On the game, 103.7 Lafayette, 104.1 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Here on Footnotes, you may not always exactly hear what you want to hear, but you will hear what you need. And of course, I got all these, oh, you're an idiot. And, you know, what kind of Saints fan are you? Look, I'm not telling you what I want to happen. I'm telling you what's going to happen, what more than likely is going to happen. Back to more of the sports talk you need to listen to with footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to remind you about Festival International Prize Pack. If you would like to win a pair of Bon Ton passes, this is what you need to do. Go to the website, join the Rewards Club. Put yourself in position to win exclusive access to front row and stage seating, shaded seating, air conditioning, restrooms. Express drink lines, shirts, pins, posters, all kinds of great stuff. Festival International Prize Pack, thanks to the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com today. All right, as we finish out this first hour on this Thursday, we'll be talking Astros baseball in the next in the second segment of the next hour, and then kind of get our final. Road to the Kentucky Derby prep race report for Mr. Tom. And I don't know. We'll see if he's settled or how close he is to settling on um, a, a pick. And then, you know, that'll – then we'll have the NFL draft. And then we'll – the next week we'll um, – it will be in full-fledged Kentucky Derby. We'll be It'll be two days before the Derby and it'll be um, – Lots of fun. Of course, by then, I don't know, if the Saints pick Bobby Scott in the first round, might not be able to speak by that week. You know, Mr. Tom might have to come and guest host. We might have to schedule a whole week of guest hosts if the Saints trade up for Bobby Scott. If they just pick Bobby Scott, we might just need two or three days of guest hosts. Hannah might have our own show the week after that. I mean... Man, you got to be kidding me. <sighs> it's craziness. And um, we'll just continue to, again, we got seven more days. It is speculation. I just can't take any more of this. It is, it is, it is going to be brutal. I sure hope the Astros start winning. The problem is the Astros are off today, and then they play the Blue Jays. Like, right, suddenly their pitchers after a great first week of the season – Really struggled lately. And um, Blue Jays are not a fun team to play if you're struggling. Man, they got some guys that can hit. And so they're going to – Verlander will pitch tomorrow. Hopefully he continues to to pitch like a stopper, which, you know, the Astros really need him to be. But um, hopefully get a couple wins because I need the Astros to help me right now. 
just a, you know, wins just the natural dose of adrenaline that you get from a win. But, um, and so that helps. But when, when you get your face crushed every day and then you got to listen to all these Bobby Scott predictions, then man, it's just, it's rough. It's rough for the old fat man right now. No question. So hopefully, um, um, We'll get a little distraction. Tomorrow, I understand Lewis might be around. And so, I, you know, he's he, he won't even, his feet aren't even touching the ground right now. I mean, his Pelicans just beat the Suns. The Suns' best player is going to be out two, three games, whatever he's going to be out. Wow. I mean, really, he's probably floating right now teleportation or whatever that's called. He don't even need to be on a car to get here. He's just going to float to the, to the station. So maybe some of his um, being all geeked up will transfer to me. I need it. I need it. All right. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, we'll shift gears a little bit. Need to for my own sanity. We'll do that on the game 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Also, simulcast on Stadium 32.3, 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706 Um, We continue to try to... Struggle our way to the NFL draft. We got seven days left. Uh, we talked a little bit about the NBA. Failed to mention. Congratulations to the Cajuns softball team yesterday. Crushed Indiana's face in quick order, eleven to two. And um, so far on this road trip, they're six and zero. Off today, begin a three-game series at Appalachian State tomorrow. So we'll see how that goes. Baseball, obviously, off today. Was off yesterday after losing uh, Tuesday night at LSU, and they open a three-game series at Georgia State. Going to talk a lot more about the importance of that series and that um, uh, on tomorrow's program. For now, though, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Kevin, you see, there's too much of that stuff going on with the Astros, but you know what it's too much of? Uh, it, 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 it's too much of? Hmm. You worried about what people see and all this other stuff. You know, Jews picking on you, that Bobby's guy. We're not, we're not going to get no quarterback. I don't think, I, I don't think that's in Dennis Allen's mind. I think he's that type of coach. I don't think he want to rock that week. I really don't. Well, I don't either, but I'm just saying. I really don't. 
every uh, the media nationally, locally. I mean, they just they they're just inundating us with this. It's unbelievable. It's like can yeah, somebody just be logical? Every year we, we we go through the motions. Every year, oh, I hope we did that. Don't do this. Please don't do this. Don't do this. Please don't say this. Don't tell me that. Every year, we, you know, you know, for you getting too old for that stuff. Oh, I know. It's it's it, 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 you know. Look, look, it takes a lot for me to lose sleep because I'm old and fat, and normally when I lay down, I am out. But I've lost two, um, really about two and a half nights of sleep like this past week with this junk. They need to stop. Well, well, hey, Kevin, I'm not gonna blame Jews and Bobby Scott for that. That's your fault. <laughs> That's your fault. Ain't nobody gonna make me lose no sleep because they say we gonna get this person or that person. I mean, hey. Oh. This is important. You better go to bed or you're going to be looking like them Boston Celtics after a while. You better go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you go to bed. I'm telling you right now. But it could be worse, Kevin, like I told you. So don't let the people hook on you and sway you and brainwash people and like you've been doing to us for years. Don't let them do that. Tell you, Kevin. I'm just try- I'm trying you. to prepare. You, know, you got to be. The breaking news I got for you is. Uh-oh. Guess who we might sign instead? Who? Baker Mayfield. Oh, come on now. Stop with that. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. All right. All right. That's enough. That will give you Yeah, y'all, y'all you are trying. You well, we ain't getting no quarterback, Kevin. Offensive lineman. Offensive lineman, wide receiver, and defense. Because we're going to be a defensive team and running the ball. Simple as that. I'm going to talk to you later. All right. Have a good one. Thanks. I'm glad he brought up Baker Mayfield, though, because I, I I've been meaning for a couple of days to kind of make throw this point out there about Baker Mayfield. Look, a lot of Baker Mayfield in the national media is oh, where what? No one wants Baker Mayfield. No one. I don't believe there's any team. There are any teams out there that believe that Baker Mayfield is not one of the best 32 quarterbacks in in the league. He's somewhere between probably 22 and 32. He's not good, but he's not just awful to where he's not even a starting quarterback. You know, he might be the 20th or the 22nd or the 23rd, or I don't know. He's somewhere in there. Not, Not awful, just not real good. Not a, he's certainly not a plus quarterback. He sure certainly he should have been picked by like the middle of the second round by the highest. That's the talent level that he is. But the problem with Baker Mayfield is he's a press conference guy. You know, we haven't talked about that term a whole lot lately, but that's what he is. I'm not trying to get political because I'm not talking about the political side of things. He's a press conference guy. He's not totally unlike Tim Tebow at a different level. Like Tim Tebow was one of the best 64 quarterbacks in football, but he wasn't worth it. He's not unlike, and I'm not talking about the political side of things, he's not unlike Colin Kaepernick in that is Colin Kaepernick one of the best 64 quarterbacks in the in the country? Probably so, but he's not worth the trouble, just like Tim Tebow wasn't worth all that silly Tebow mania junk. 
You got to, if you're going to be super elite, they're going to put up with a lot. That's the point I've always made. But if you're not super elite, who wants to put up with that foolishness? Who wants a press conference guy for your backup quarterback? Nobody wants a press conference guy for your backup quarterback. Nobody. And so it's just, it's just, it's just too turbulent. You just don't want to go that route. And, you know, so part of his problem is that, look, $18 million for a starting quarterback right now is a bargain. But $18 million for your back, potentially your backup quarterback, is not a bargain. Plus, on top of it, he's a press conference guy, and he's a punk. That's what he is. He's a punk. He's always been a punk. Baker Mayfield. So it's not that I don't think he's one of the best 32 quarterbacks. He's just not worth it. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Yeah, man, what's up, buddy? Oh, man. I Right now, I can't get a hit. Cannot get a hit. Uh, I can't get a hit. It's unbelievable. I can't get a hit. But you know what I'm starting to realize here as a Yankee fan? Uh-huh. Our, our window to win with the group we had a couple of three years ago is slowly starting to close. Because... On some nights, Kevin, for a $250 million payroll, I'm going to give you five of the nine batters for a $250 million payroll for the New York Yankees. Joey Gallo, batting 100 strikes out 50% of the time. Aaron Hicks, center field, average to below average. Gleyber Torres, second base, average to below average. Kind of Felifa, if that's the way you pronounce it. I don't know you. Average to below average. Kyle Higashioka, catcher. Average to below average. That's not a good lineup, Kevin. No, but what is your take? Because I don't watch the Yankees that often. Why is Glaber Torres not made any progress? That's surprising to me. I don't know, but it's getting old. It's time to move on. This is going to be the third straight year that he's Average to below average. I mean, D.J. LeMayu's got to play ahead of him every day. To tell you the truth, Marlon Gonzalez has got to play ahead of Gleyber Torres every day. Give him a chance. You know, but and then Gary Cole. <laughs> Kevin, it, it, it's so obvious that after they took the ticky-tack stuff away, he is not the same pitcher. Now let did me not. ask you this: Did did did? Because I heard this yesterday, and I did not know about. It. And after his first start, did he really blame a bad outing on Billy Crystal throwing out the yeah, first pitch? Yeah, he always got something bad. Uh, Billy Crystal took too long. What 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 was the deal? Was it last night or night before last? He didn't get out the second inning again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy he 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 can't pitch three innings anymore. He can't last three innings. That's $35 million a year. For seven more years, I think. You know, but, I mean, it's not money well spent. And, of course, you know the situation with Judge. You know, I mean, somebody's going to pay him the $35 million a year that he wants. So, Cashman's got some problems. But I'm afraid he's a part of the problem because he put together this group. But, I mean, don't you agree with me that, that those five guys that I mentioned – if they're in the lineup at one time, that's not 
I mean, what has happened to this thing? No, I agree with you. You know, you know what another one of your problems is? Have you seen this cat, Manoa, pitch for the Blue Jays? Don't tell me we had him at one time. No, but he's good. Oh, yeah, he's real good. Oh, he's good. We got to face him Saturday. Oh, hey, man, where did that game? For you. Well, first of all, yeah, and then he loses that Whitlock kid because he doesn't protect him. You know, I mean, what a what, what a horrible mistake uh, Cashman made there. But what is going on with this Andrew Haney? Now, I know he just went on an IL, but he couldn't get anybody out for the Angels. He couldn't get anybody out for us. He goes to the Dodgers, and now nobody can get him. Well, didn't they play the Reds, though, a bunch of times? Well, but, well, I mean, he's played someone other than the Reds, but they said they tweaked something. I don't know what they tweaked. But, I mean, you can't hit him anymore. So he's got now, now he's got what they call a wipeout slider. <laughs> <laughs> well, where was that wipeout slider when we had him? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I hear you. I get it. Oh, I get come it. on, man. You know? <laughs> well. <laughs> the cat got a wipeout slider. That's huh? funny. Hey, Bob, now you're yeah. a man. That, you, you you remember Bobby Scott, huh? That's Gary Cole. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that yesterday. Was, you know, after after Jules called and said, man, that's Gary Cole. <laughs> you know, he turned into Bobby Scott. <laughs> Kevin, you have a good day, buddy. Good Don't talking to you, Larry. Draft. Everything will be fine. Oh, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Thank you, sir. Larry always makes my day. I wish I wish I wish Larry could call every day because, you know, he's got his issues with the Yankees and then I got issues with the Astros or the Saints. And, and he just funny to me. I think Larry is hilarious. So if we could get Jules and Larry to call every day, we'd be just laughing. That might get me through the next seven days. He says, Bob, he says, Garrett Cole is Bobby Scott. Man, that is funny stuff. All right. I sent Hannah a picture of Bobby Scott. For those of you who don't know who Bobby Scott is, what, what do they got to do to look at this picture of Bobby Scott? I just posted it on our Twitter to see what y'all think. You have it as uh, Bobby Scott or Kenny Pickett, question mark, <laughs> for the picture of Bobby Scott. Yes, that big round, big round face, trying to look like Glenn <laughs> Campbell with his little hairdo. Y'all killing me. <laughs> Bobby Scott. He also have foot serious. And y'all want me to pick him in the first round. Bobby Scott. By the way, Bobby Scott was the Saints' 14th round pick. The Saints picked him in the 14th round of the 1971 draft. Bobby Scott. Uh, But I don't know why, but Bobby Scott has always cracked me up. Just I just think he's funny. 14th round pick in the 1971 draft. Bobby Scott. And that's who y'all want me to take in the first round. Unbelievable. All right. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, we'll get our friend, Astro fan Patrick, on rough week since we last spoke. Got a lot to to bellyache and complain about. We'll do that next with Patrick on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Kevin Foote is a walking, talking encyclopedia of New Orleans Saints history. No. 
seriously. After that is 2013, which I call the Forgotten Saints season because in so many people's mind, the Saints streak of good football ended with the Bounty Gate season. And it's not just recent history either. In 88, they finished 10 and 6, tied for first place in the division, did not make the playoff because they got cheated by a blind official named Fred Silver who absolutely cheated, uh, stole a game on Sunday night in a 13 to 12 loss to the Giants with his either blindness, ineptness, or cheating, or whatever you want to call it. I think he was just blind and senile. We return to the man who's forgotten more Saints history than you will ever know. Kevin Foote and footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to remind you about the Hangout Music Fest. Running out of time. If you would like to win VIP passes, I'm not sure exactly when the deadline is, but it's coming up pretty close, I believe, uh, to win VIP passes to the Hangout Music Festival scheduled for about a month from now, May 20th through 22nd in Gulf Shores, Alabama. If you would like to win VIP passes, you need to go to the Game Rewards Club. You need to go to the website and join the Game Rewards Club, and that puts you in position to win VIP passes to the Hangout Music Festival, May 20th through 22nd, Gulf Shores, Alabama, by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041 thegame.com today. All right. We're having trouble getting in touch with Patrick. So if we get him, it will be great. And if not, um, that means we're more, more time for open phone lines than we thought than today. And again, the game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. We will, um, Again, as far as the Astros right now, it, some things are not going, you know, obviously they're not playing well right now. Not Got way too many guys off to, to bad starts. Uh, Altuve looks terrible at the plate. Now he's hurt, probably going to be out a week and a half. Uh, make sure uh, hamstrings okay. You know, Goodrum has done okay in the limited times that he's played. Uh, Diaz is a, we, you know, is a functional player. Um Um, it is, um, you know, so we'll see, um, you know, either one of those could play a little second base for a week and a half. It's not a big deal that my only issue with Altuve right now was he was off to such a slow start. I hope that being out a week and a half when he comes back, won't like, push back when he's going to get going again even further. So hopefully he comes back somehow in a little better place offensively. Um than than he was before he got hurt, which was nothing. Like he was doing nothing offensively. Uh again, not not worried about Icky Kyle Tucker. I mean, he 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 did this last year. I don't know, though. The only thing that's a little worse than last year is my memory from last season when he got off to an awful start is he hit a lot of balls hard. Now, he's still hitting some balls hard, but I don't know that he's hitting as many balls hard. 
uh, so far anyway that he did the first month of last season when his stats weren't good, but you could tell that it was going to come because he was hitting so many balls hard. Now, the other problem with Icky is he's one of the guys that's kind of got a bad shake from the umpires. Like, he's gotten a lot of bad calls on on, on balls and strikes, and I think that's messing with him a little bit because he's struggling already, and then he's getting the bad calls, so that makes it even worse. So, um, you know, we'll just kind of be patient on that. You know, all every expectation is he'll he'll come out of that. Uh, you know, obviously Pena's done real well. Bregman started out hot, not not doing as well lately. I'm I'm thinking that I'm not worried about him just yet. Um, actually, gotten a little bit out of the catcher. Candy's had a few good at bats lately. Even hit a home run uh, on Monday. Um, Castro got his first hit, so I'm not worried about the catcher position. Uh, Brantley's Brantley. I mean, he's had a couple batted bats lately, but he he's he's still hitting the ball and swinging well enough. Uh, they, they they just really need uh, Icky to get going, and um, and you know not fall behind so quickly. I mean, they need to get the offense is struggling. Uh, Yuli's the other one. Yuli's the other one that's not hitting at all right now. So you've got, you know, theoretically. Well, I was going to say their best two. It's not. I don't know if they're their best two hitters because Pedro's an outstanding hitter, obviously, and Brantley can really is a professional hitter. But Yuli led the league in hitting last year, and he's doing terrible. And Icky was like the MVP of the team, and he's doing terrible. So you could argue they're two best hitters. And um, and they're both just doing horrific, and 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 so you know they're going to come out of that. The problem this weekend is that you're playing the Blue Jays, and um, you know they're really good. So you need Verlander to win, and then you know if you lose one, you just can't get swept this weekend. If you win one out of three, it's not good, but it's like avoid like a real, real, real bad slump. And if you win two out of three, then 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 by that time, hopefully some guys will start hitting it and you'll be in good shape moving forward. So we'll see. Again, it, it's I mean, it's it's April. So am I overly concerned? No, but it's not fun. And again, um I really needed the Astros to do well this week, and I really need them to do well next week so we can help my mind be in a better position uh to get through this, you know, all this draft anticipation for sure. Again, game hotline is 706-0111. Uh, if you want to comment on any of, uh, on the Astros, Major League Baseball, I, you know, as far as where the Yankees are from Larry's call, I I said going in, I, I think they're on paper, they're the fourth best team in that division. That doesn't mean they can't make the playoffs. I mean, it's, they're not, it's not like they're bad. I just think that kind of like Larry was saying, I, I don't know that, man, they better stay really healthy and they better pick up some really needed pieces at the All-Star break, which is both possible, but that probably needs to happen. And if it does, then, you know, if they make the playoffs, it won't be a total shock, but but no, I I don't know that it's surprising what's going on. I mean, they're not playing that bad, first of all, win and loss-wise. It's just that it's hard to picture 
the, the ceiling just doesn't seem very high for the team. And to Larry's point, when your payroll is in excess of $200 million, then your, your ceiling should be a little higher. And I got to tell you, Garrett Cole pitching well, does that upset me? I mean, not pitching well, does that upset me? No, it does not. It does not upset me at all. Not in the least bit. And so um, Astros also got to get Framber straight. He is, you know, I get that he's still relatively young and he's still going to be relatively inconsistent. But, man, it's just so dramatic. He goes from looking just totally great to totally terrible so quickly. Um, so hopefully some of that can, can, can change a little bit. And then, you know, hopefully in a week and a half um, or in about a week, Presley will come back and the bullpen will be a little better than than what it's looked at, you know, I, which it, it hadn't been bad. Abreu's had a few bad outings, but that, that that's about it. Because, again, last night, gave up six runs, and really they should have given up one in the first inning if the umpires do their jobs uh, better. Um, but st- And they didn't give up another run after that. So it's not like, you know, the pitching was terrible last night. It just was this nightmare first inning. And I'm talking a nightmare. I mean, it lasted a half an hour. They threw 50 pitches in the first inning. I'm not exaggerating. It took 50 pitches to get through the first inning last night. It was torture. I mean, not good at all. So we don't need to go through that junk again. That's for sure. 50 pitches to get through one inning. So what's that? I'm not good at math, but um, what's that? A pace for 450 pitches in a game? Put it down every game. That's 450 pitches in a game. 450. It's incredible. I mean, obviously that wouldn't happen, but think about it. That's how bad that top of the first inning was. And But you know what? Like I say, sometimes you need to hit rock bottom to get right. As a team, you need that. And as an individual player, you need that sometimes. Hitting rock bottom is not as bad as it looks sometimes. And that's part of that. That's like a second or third cousin to if you – you know, um, you don't want to throw a no hitter or a perfect game at the beginning of a series because it's gonna it goes in the other direction. If you're gonna lose, you're better off losing fifteen to nothing because then that's like a rock bottom, and you're gonna bounce off that rock bottom and go back up. You know, you only can go up. And, you know, your chances of going in the other direction are much better than if you you know lose three to two and you just consistently. And you're consistently losing five to two and five to three and seven to six. That 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 that's not. I mean, it's more fun to watch the game because you're in it longer. But sometimes it's best to have an outing like Oda Rizzi had yesterday, and maybe it'll kind of snap him out of it, and he can make some real changes to whatever's not right in in his mechanics or his his approach to pitching right now. And, or maybe he's just still in spring training because he's Oda Rizzi's one of these real finicky, weird guys that you don't, I don't know that you really like 
being having on your team or being around. He's just real finicky. And so probably his slow start is a result of him being, you know, kind of like Bozo Gary Cole, who's worried about how long uh, Billy Crystal takes for a first pitch, you know, and that messes his outing up. He's all finicky and spoiled or pampered or whatever you want to call it. And, and and I think part of what's going on with Odorizzi right now is he's one of these weird finicky guys. And, you know, the whole spring training was disrupted or delayed because of the lockout, and he's probably, you know, still whining about that, and so it's messing with him. And then last night it doesn't help that, you know, he doesn't get a bunch of corner calls and, a, and two or three balls that – um, pitches were called balls that were really strikes, and he doesn't get a break when he when he gets a guy to the number three hitter to swing, and then they call it a no swing, and then he doesn't handle it well, and then he doesn't even make it through the first inning. Uh, kind of pobble. So that's kind of where the Astros are right now, and hopefully, um, man, I hope they just don't go don't get swept by Toronto, because. Um, you know, Verlander has a real good memory of playing Toronto, but this Toronto team that he's going to face tomorrow night, not the same Toronto team he no hit, what what was that, two years ago, three well, years ago. We'll see how my Mariners are doing well right now. Maybe I'll be in attendance next week, this weekend, that maybe they'll actually win against the Blue Jays on Saturdays. I'll be there. Oh, I don't know how they're going to beat Manoa. That pitcher from, I'm a big, not a fan, but I'm a big admirer of him. If the Astros win Saturday, I'm going to be a fired up fat puppy i'm gonna be fired up i will, I will bring them all i can this weekend when please I go. please please help them now who do your mariners play next you know your um, mariners I play next think, let me have a check so i'm not 100 just beat the rangers right yeah we we took uh two so far we'll take hopefully a sweep uh, for tonight's game oh they play the rangers again mm-hmm. today okay end the series tonight we've already won the series uh put the royals tomorrow through sunday Orioles can be pet. They're not hitting right now either. Because a lot of teams aren't hitting right now, let's be fair. But uh, but the Royals are not hitting right now yeah, either. Yeah, they're exactly at 500 like y'all are, but they're 5-5 five and five right now. They're, they like to run. Different brand of baseball. They're, they're, they're more like the Cajuns are right now. They really like to run. Now, they have some guys that can hit, but they're, they don't live and die with hitting home runs and doubles. So they like to run. So your catchers might be... Um, might be tested a little bit in that series, so we'll see. We'll 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 see how that plays out. All right, let's do this. Let's get this. so there's our Astro update. Uh, again, not fun. I just hope that they don't get swept by the Blue Jays, and then um, kind of regroup after that. We'll see how that plays out. All right, we'll take a timeout. Come back, shift gears, talk Kentucky Derby. Well, Mr. Tom, next on the game, 103.7 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Are you fluent in footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Benedict Arnold's. Benedict Arnold's. Now, an NFL expansion team that stole a bunch of Saints players and coaches when first created, also known as the Carolina Panthers. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes.
Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Can't you just see Bobby Scott rocking to Ricky Don't Lose That Number? I mean, Ricky Don't Lose That Number was early 70s. Bobby Scott was like a, a rookie second year in the league when that song came out. So you could see Bobby Scott with his big fat face just rocking to Ricky Don't Lose. A little Steely Dan. I bet you Bobby Scott likes Steely Dan. <laughs> Welcome back to Footnotes. Want to remind you, if you want to win a $50 gift certificate to Richard Seafood Patio uh, in Abbeville, you need to go to the website, join the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Again, at Richard Seafood Patio in Abbeville, you get the best in boiled or grilled seafood, boiled shrimp, boiled crabs, burgers, steaks, po' boys, Seafood buffet, all kind of things to cure your uh, hunger needs. Uh, again, would be a great prize. So $50 gift certificate. Go to the Game Clubhouse today. Put yourself in position to win the $50 gift certificate to Richard Seafood Patio in Abbeville. All right, we have with us Mr. Tom. We had the last derby prep race, fittingly, in Lexington this past weekend. Uh, how did that turn out, sir? Oh, man. It's been a bad day for the phones. I um, I could be, I could be blame it on Bobby Scott, but I don't know if he had anything to do with that. It's just, you know, again, it, 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 it's just so all these obstacles that are playing into me getting to next Thursday, seven days away. All right, let's try this again. All right, Mr. Tom, how are you, sir? I'm fine. Thank you, Kevin. I lost my connection, but thanks for having me. All right. So at the last Derby prep race uh, this past weekend, uh, did it go as planned? Tell us about it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, that everything that happened this past weekend uh, was pretty much normal. Um, as I discussed, the, 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 the races of um, – Two weeks ago, was it, or so forth? I'm not sure. But everything is set for the Derby, if you want to know that. Uh, as far as the number, the 20, the total 20, we're not quite sure which ones will, will, will play and which ones won't. But uh, there'll be 20. Now, so the the horse that won, is it Tawny Port? Like, uh, is that, was that a, not an upset at all that she was, the, I mean, that, that was the favorite? Yeah, it, Tony Port was looking for extra points. Uh, turned out that she didn't really need he didn't really need them, but extra points. He ended up with forty points uh, in the Lexington. But Lexington was a short race, a mile and a sixteenth, and he ran pretty good. Um, it, it's hard to say whether Tony Port is going to be a real player in here, but everything's all set now. All right, so when are we going to know, is that going to be next week, or when are we going to know the actual horses, not the post positions, but the horses? Yeah, probably by Wednesday, uh, by draw day, which will be either Tuesday or Wednesday before the Derby. We'll certainly know by then. But up until then, Kevin, there will be many changes. Already we've lost Slowdown Andy, which was the Windstar Derby winner from El Paso. Um, and, and, and we also lost, uh, 
there's two or three other horses that are sitting on the fence. And so we added an extra horse to run in here, and I think that was, um, I'm not sure what the next horse is. Oh, Happy Jack. <laughs> Happy Jack got added to the, to the, to the list. Oh, that's a, that's a great, that, might, like that would that be one, my, huh? the horse I'd pull for, Happy Jack. Jack, I thought to myself, I said, yeah, he's well-bred, but again, I just don't think he's going to be fast enough. All right. So at at this point, are you, from here on out, as you try to decide, like, how you would bet or how you would, uh, what kind of hints you would give out as far as a prediction, who you think might finish first, second, or third, is it more what you saw with your eyes from the derby prep from right. watching them, or is it more like really deep analyzing a racing form? Because to me, are those the same to you, or is that a little different? Like what you it, see with it, your eyes in a race and really a deep dive into a racing form kind of right. uh, method? Uh, it, it, you're absolutely right. It, it, you hit the nail on the head. For these three-year-olds, improvement is the key to them winning the derby, plain and simple. Are they going up? Or are they going down? What do they call it? Draft status? What's your draft status? Up or is it down? From here on out, that's what we're going to be talking about. Now, a lot of these horses will stay in their home stalls until about four or five days before they'll all ship into Churchill. Uh, Some horses are at uh, Keeneland right now, which is uh, 30 miles from Churchill. Some are at Churchill. Some are back in their... uh, so they'll, they'll do their workouts wherever. But here's the key. When you set foot on that Churchill track and you run your three, four, or five for long workout, what does it look like? Did they try? Did they push him? Did he like the track or whatever? This is what you're going to be looking for from now on. You know which horses are good. I could name the ten horses that are going to win the derby right now. And the other ten that aren't, I can pretty well tell you that. But as far as those top ten, this is where the sifting out period is going to come. Whether they're going to run, whether they're going to hurt, get hurt, whether they're going to get a cold or a fever, and all that stuff is coming up in the next two weeks. That's what they're looking for. All right. That's so let let me ask you this: Does any yeah, yeah. is there any, like in right now? What's driving me crazy with the draft is you hear all this speculation and supposedly exactly. all this news. This team loves this team, this player, yeah. and and supposedly yeah, yeah. the Saints want to draft Bobby Scott and all this kind of stuff, which I don't believe. <laughs> but but in horse racing, when you're talking about perception and it how uh-huh. it directly relates to how I'm going to wager. Do, 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 do trainers or owners ever, oh, this horse has an issue, or he has this, or he has that, to try to get the odds longer? I mean, is, does any of those games, how, how false, how many false reports do you get, or is that something that's not really done in the horse racing game? It's hard to do. It's impossible because your horse is so visible. You've got to take him out of the track. And everybody in the barn knows what he can do. And everybody in everybody else's barn knows what he can do. There's no secrets. And, Kevin, you've got 800 football players. You only got 20 horses. You know? So All right. So to... so the horse racing industry compared to the NFL is clean is what you're telling me. Uh, well, it, it's, uh, well, when I say clean, I mean. Yeah, it's, I'm joking. You know yeah. what I'm talking right, about. Right, yeah. They know what's going on. 
and you will know what's going on. But you just have to pay attention. You can't just walk in on Saturday and say, oh, I like that horse. Um, you you kind of have to follow what's going on. And, um, and that's the way it is right now. That's where we stand. All right. So you said 10 and 10 a little while ago. So yeah, I, I can't believe you're really considering 10. So I'm thinking you probably got yeah. it down to four or five. Or, or what kind of stable of horses are you really for the next week and a half trying to say, okay, I'm, I really, eh, maybe this one or this. Like, where are you in that process? Yeah, I'm pretty good at it. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm down to what I really need to have. I mean, I'm, Right now, if you want to ask me, I like Mo Donegal, who won the wood. I like Zandon, who won the bluegrass. I still like Epicenter, who has shown nothing but upper trend. Um, Cyberknife, who's Brad Cox's horse, looks like he can win. Uh, Taba, who's only won two races. And I told you that before, 140 years, that a horse has only won two races. That's kind of hard to overcome. Uh, there's a couple other horses, the Japanese horse, Crown Pride. We don't know what he could do. And I've told you about Barbara Road from the beginning. I still think that horse has a chance. And then the Fletcher horse called Charge It, who ran second in the Florida Derby. He was flying and really making ground. He's had three horses, three races that he can win. That's where we stand right now. And I don't, um, you know, I'm, you can ask the, the bandit. My selections on the Derby will probably be about 10 minutes before the race. <laughs> but those are the horses I like. <laughs> yeah, 10 minutes. And, and, but, and what's going to determine the one you yeah. actually bet on to win? The, the, the condition of the racetrack. That's it. If it's wet that day, I'm going to use another strategy. If it's dry, I'm going to use another strategy. If the best horse gets drawn inside, I'm going to use another strategy. Those kind of things, you know. So, so it's going to be a combination of the post position, which is a Wednesday before, correct? Is that correct? Right. I think it's Wednesday or Tuesday. I'm not right. Sure. So the post oh. position, and then and then what the weather report is. Oh yeah, the weather's a big deal in in Churchill because uh, twenty horses in a in a bad weather situation, uh, you, you're going to have to get out of the gate. In other words, no dawdling. And the closer you are to the rail, you can't have any dawdling. You know, you've got to get on the track and get up close. People think you can come from behind at Churchill. Nonsense. That's rare. Very rare. You've got to be up in the pace. You've got to be running with the big dog somewhere. Now, you might end up winning from behind, but that means everybody will stop. 2005 Giacomo, perfect example. Where everybody else stopped on the front, but it doesn't happen very often. So I'm I'm saying I'm looking at those horses because all of them except Zandon can stay fairly fairly close, and uh, and that's what I'm looking at. All righty, well we appreciate all the info, and uh, again it's get it's getting closer. The draft yeah, happens. Me. The draft happens. Then the Kentucky Derby. I wonder if Bobby yeah, Scott's going to attend the Kentucky Derby. Go. Who are the Saints going to draft Oh, it better not be a quarterback. Mr. Tom, please make sure they don't pick a quarterback. I've been hearing about Kenny Pickett all week, and I don't know, but I don't like that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want him either. I don't want him either. Uh, uh. Uh. <laughs> All right, Mr. Hands are too small. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, Mr. Tom, we appreciate your time very much. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Take Thanks care. All right. We'll take a timeout, come back, finish out today's show. You see, Mr. Tom don't want Bobby Scott either. Nobody wants Bobby Scott that has a brain. Oh, y'all are killing me. It's insanity to want Bobby Scott in the first round. We'll take a timeout, finish out the show next on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Are you fluent in footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Z28. Z28. Now, a running back with great speed and start and go ability, like a Chevy Camaro that plays for the New Orleans Saints, also known as Alvin Camara. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to tell you about Cycle Zydeco. It's a festival on wheels. If you would like to take part in Cycle Zydeco, Cycle Zydeco, the birthplace of Zydeco in Acadiana, you will immerse yourself. All kinds of attractions, options for camping, staying in hotels, all kinds of things that Cajuns and Creoles would like to do. One of the most unique cultures in in the United States, of course, is right here in South Louisiana. So if you want a heavy, full dose of that, whether you've been here your whole life or you're a newcomer and would like to experience some of the Zydeco culture in South Louisiana, you need to take part in Cycle Zydeco. They're looking for volunteers and people to participate, and you can do so by visiting CycleZydeco.org. All right. James just dropped by and has the Saints picking a defensive tackle and a wide receiver, and I really believe that's the fallback. I'm just... I know I'm not a Q, I'm, I'm not talking about the QWs. Besides all the QWs, um, I, I really think that if they don't get a tackle in a wide receiver, it's going to be a defensive tackle in a wide receiver. I think that's the fallback. Bobby Scott didn't play defensive tackle. I can tell you that. <laughs> Hannah's going to have nightmares about Bobby Scott. <laughs> don't get mad at me, Hannah. Don't get mad just because. That's blame Jules. All right. That'll do it for today's show. Astros don't play today. <sighs> Y'all trying to have a good one.